Did you do that? Uh, do it again. In time. No, no. In time. personality who seduces with swag, thirst traps, and word salads are those with the darkest of personalities and often can play the priming game like a cold grandmaster chess champion. Never without their trick bag of abracadabra, it is best that one never underestimates just how far a narcissistic cult will prime others to achieve their objectives. By learning how to spot the signs of priming, grooming and narcissism, it can be proven to become a real game changer. When the narcissist and cusp personality accepts to be possessed, it is often because evil has proposed to them something that it never had any intentions of fulfilling. So in a sense, the narcissist does the same thing to you and I and other targeted prey. They make promises that they never intend to keep. The narcissist and cluster personality can have a precondition in order for the non-entity to take them, well, to take possession of them. The precondition can be trauma. The precondition can be a lack of their humanity. Remember, narcissists and cluster personalities, they have taken a secret vow to never love anyone anymore for any reason. They have detached from their higher self or they have detached from their higher consciousness, which leaves them more open to a non-human entity to take full possession. Denial of dysfunctional behavior. Divert or block efforts to come to peace due to disagreement. Withdrawing affection and sex. Refusing to communicate in order to resolve misunderstanding and or conflicts. In other words, the silent treatment. Last sign of narcissist contempt is judgmental and critical. Narcissists show that they have contempt for others when they are extremely judgmental and critical of them. Maybe one day you'll enjoy being members of the family. Behold, Nakawago. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. 
in order for demonic influence to take place, usually there has to be a gateway. All right. There has to be a gateway. So let me go ahead and go into just a few definitions here. One definition I want to go over is influence. What is influence? Influence is to affect, impact, or control. Even to have mastery and authority. Okay, so that's an influence. Let me go ahead and break down a particular uh, example that I have about that. So influence, especially when it comes to demonic influence. Okay, so to be influenced by something or someone, that means that they have control. Okay, and they affect them in some kind of way. They impact them in some sort of way. So let me go ahead and just give you guys and gals my definition of demonic influence, which is an extremely strong desire, drive, or obsession to perform and engage in diabolical cruelty in order to possibly gain a sense of superiority, power, and or perverse pleasure which is impacted by a demon, okay? So this can be in an external force. Example for the external force is one can be influenced to do something by someone else or by an outside force as opposed to it coming from within the person to do the very same act, whatever that act may be, from taking drugs to drinking or consuming a lot of alcohol to having sex with various partners, okay, to engage in porn, to, you know, to anything you could think of, okay, any type of activity. A person can be influenced. We all can be influenced to think and act a certain way, and it could be externally. In other words, it's, it can be from outside. It doesn't have to necessarily be from within the person. Okay, so a demon can master a person in order to influence him or her to have certain behaviors or have particular thoughts. Okay, so uh, let me go on into another. Um, yeah, I want to go into another definition because I just gave you guys and gals my uh, <clears throat> demonic influence definition. And again, that's my definition. But if you want to please go ahead and look up and do some research on your own, I want to go ahead and welcome you to do so. <laughs> okay. All right. So again, I gave you the example of demonic influence, my definition of demonic influence. And I also gave you all the definition of influence, which is in a noun. Okay, and for an example for that is to be influenced by a television program that may have violence in it. Okay, so if someone watch a television program who has, that has a lot of violence in it, they may be influenced to behave violently, but that's debatable. All right, so again, this is an influence that's coming from external, not necessarily internal. All right, so the next definition that I want to go over is uh, a, a demon. What is a demon? A matter of fact, no, let me backtrack. Since I was talking about demonic influence, the next definition will be demonic, which is relating to 
or characteristic of a demon. Okay, that's one definition of demonic. All right, extremely evil. Here's another extremely evil, extremely evil or cruel. Okay, expressive of cruelty or befitting of hell, something demonic. Okay, that's a definition of demonic. And I'm just kind of, you know, throwing it out there in the uh, description box below. You all will find some references that help me to put this video together. Okay, so I want you to go ahead and research. I just want to suggest to you all to research this topic about demonic possession versus demonic influence. All right, so here's another. Let's go on into possession, which is the state of having, owning, or controlling something. Okay, that's possession. That, you know, in a, another way to say it is to, to, um, to, comp, to go ahead and control, to seize, to get a hold of, to capture. Okay, so that's another thing. Uh, now, when it comes to demonic possession, one may view it as a state of being controlled by a demon. Okay, you're being controlled by the demon. Demonic possession, this is my definition. A demon that takes over and dwells within an individual to claim ownership of him or her. Okay, there must be, and this is my opinion, they, there may be an internal agreement to control or have authority over, okay? So in other words, a person can agree or comply to a demon taking possession of them. An individual may comply or agree to the terms of a demon or demons in order to become possessed by a particular demon or demons. Now, again, this is just my thoughts. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, because it is my opinion that a person has to agree internally. In other words, a demon cannot take a person by force. They have to internally comply and or agree to the terms of a demon, okay, or particular demons. In other words, what are they complying to? They can be the gateways, okay? That can be one way to comply to a demon is to have a gateway some people may say that gateway is uh drug use alcoholism sexual perversion could be a gateway for demons to come into a person's life could be a whole host of things in other words in order for a person to become demonically possessed there has to be an agreement or that person has to comply in some way shape or form for from within in other words you know you can't force a person to become demon demonically possessed all right some people may debate that topics that i'm going to be going over is demonic possession versus demonic influence origin of detachment gateways and energy transference all right let's go all right first point all that is living consists of at least what is called energy. Otherwise, that which consists of the body, right? Whether plant, animal, insect, or human being, 
could not exist and survive in order to continue to exist, right? Everybody needs energy. We're all comprised of energy. So every living thing and being must consist of energy to continue to exist. Okay, rhetorical question. What happens to a human being who chooses to detach from his or her original um, energy, body, and spirit, right? What becomes of an individual? Another rhetorical question. What becomes of an individual state of consciousness or mind when the detachment of self occurs? Okay, so pause. Now, as far as like everyone consisting of energy, I think we pretty much all know that. We could not continue to exist on this planet without something, okay, which helps us to exist. That's the energy. We all are comprised of energy. Okay, so we couldn't exist otherwise. Second point, there are some common phrases which are used when referring to an individual who is either labeled or perceived by others around him or her as evil, out of touch, flighty, lost, or crazy. The phrase, the eyes are the windows to the soul, is often referenced while one is attempting to figure someone out, right? When we're trying to figure somebody out, we sometimes that phrase comes up. What do we do? We look into someone's eyes to try to figure them out. Windows are sometimes a part of a building or an outer shell of something which dwells within. To, an, to see an individual's soul by looking into their eyes gives others a pretty good idea of what type of energy that person chooses to embody. Okay? It is possible that the eyes of an individual... This is a rhetorical question. Is it possible that the eyes of an individual as it pertains to the energy that he or she chooses to embody functions as a generator. Okay, is that possible? Just a, just kind of food for thought in the form of a rhetorical question. <clears throat> Third point. Okay. <clears throat> Demonic possession is another label that is sometimes used while making references to those who seem to have become out of touch with reality to the point of choosing to engage in particular activities that defy logic to those around him or her, such as laughing loudly at the emotional suffering and misfortune of others, belittling the, the pain of others, right? Just not even caring about how they affect other people, becoming depressed as others around them sincerely express joy. I just want to pause on that one. Have you ever seen anybody like that? Some of us who deal with cluster personality and narcissists, we probably have seen that several times, but it really did not dawn on us that the person was really depressed. I mean, it really screwed with them. It really messed with them, right? To see somebody else happy. And, you know, I've had a couple of experiences like that. But anyway, you know, becoming depressed as others around them sincerely express joy. And they lie, some lying chronically, or in other words, lying compulsively. Delighting in sexual perversion, extremely poor personal hygiene, spitefully abusing others, including animals, for sport, while becoming sexually aroused by it all. Finding delight in, pervert, in perverting all that humanity finds sacred, chronic masturbation, 
binging on pornography or cyber sex, and obsessive thoughts of getting away with it. Okay, those are just a few things that some around that person may say, okay, this person is out of touch. Okay, there's something going on there. <laughs> They're laughing out loud, you know, at how other people are suffering. And I mean, they just seem to really be getting a whole lot of uh, pleasure out of other people's demise. Okay, so uh, however, are these particular behaviors signs? This is another rhetorical question. I'm, I'm just throwing out a whole lot of rhetorical questions in this video. However, are these particular behaviors, okay, are these particular behaviors signs of demonic possession or demonic influence? Okay, and this is something that I've thought about uh, a few times in the past. All right, so next question. These two states of consciousness have some differences. Demonic possession, demonic influence, two different things. Due to abusive tactics for sources of supply, the behavioral patterns of the narcissistic and cluster bees are found to be very disturbing by many. Therefore, they are labeled by some as demonically possessed, demons, and just pure evil. This may be one reason why some individuals who have relationships with cluster bees do not consider whether he or she is demonically influenced as opposed to being demonically possessed. Okay, because again, those are two different states there. You know, demonic possession and demonic influence. But we, if we remove the word demonic and just have influence and possession, there are two different things. Okay, so the cluster B personality has been determined by the diagnostic, I'll just put DSM-V or DSM-5, pardon me, DSM-5. Cluster B personality has been determined by the DSM-5 to be one who has a personality disorder. Some who debate, some do debate that this has nothing to do with demonic possession However, cluster bees, like anyone else, can be demonically influenced, having been diagnosed with a personality disorder or not. But as you guys and gals can see here, there's a lot of things that can be considered as a gateway for energies or spirit, you know, to enter into a person's life and cause them some sort of grievance, spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically. Okay, next point. Some individuals have referred to generational curses, which are full of tragedies and traumatic events as a result of a gateway within their families, extending on into their own lives. So some people who have referred to the generational curses, they have noticed a pattern in their life of tragedies, of traumatic events not only happening to them in their own life, but other family members. And it's similar, such as, I'll just use for example, alcoholism, substance abuse, and it's a similar pattern. Same type of tragedy, same type of uh, tra traumatic experiences. So this is what some refer to as a generational curse. 
I've done a little research on this, and this is also one that is debatable. Some people don't think generational curses are real, and some do. Thank you.